Hey guys, welcome back to Quality Matters. Thanks for listening. Um, we have a decision-making process we're going to discuss today. How'd you decide if we're going to do that or not? I did not use the decision-making process. <sighs> well, it's going to suck then. I'll tell you how I decided. Okay. I was reading another case study for a future episode, and they mentioned this decision-making process in that case study. And so I said, well, before we talk about that case study, we should probably talk about this process so that our listeners know what it is when we get to it. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, Tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Well, that sounds like a plan to me. And maybe so I know what it is. <laughs> um, I actually asked Kyle if he had heard of it before, and he had not. No, my all-knowingness is, was was lacking here. It was limited. I found something he didn't know about. Um, so Don't I get printed used to off. It. <laughs> I printed off a little blurb about it. It's the Kepner Trigo decision making process. Now, I, I will say none of this is revolutionary thought, but it is a really great way that it's pieced together. So it's kind of like quality management. Oh, yeah. Where you write down what you're going to oh, do, yeah. you do what's written down, and you check what you've done against what's written down. Yeah. So somebody just took the time to write down this process so you mm -hmm. go through all the steps. Yep. Now, let's be clear, though. Decision processes like this, you don't need this for your everyday choices. This is we've got, you know, some big obstacle in front of us, and we need to figure out which one of these ideas is best. We're really a lot of focus and intent thought onto it, which in our everyday world kind of often devolves into bickering back and forth about what, well, I think we need this, and someone else says, well, I think we need that. And so lots of, lots of good stuff we're going to get into. Okay, so you think in everyday lives we don't need this? Not quite, but for, for big issues... I was about to say, for bigger purchases, like if you're going to buy a home, mm -hmm. might be good to mm -hmm. try this out. Absolutely. Or even a new car. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Same thing with any kind of policy decisions at work, you know, as far as I go on this topic, but policy decisions in government, oh my gosh, there's some people that could use this. Okay, so on that note, we got a lot of feedback <laughs> about our mask episode. Yep. Um, and I like to call this my podcast because I am the hostess and I allow Kyle to join as my subject matter expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the most critical feedback that we got about our last episode was that we were not objective enough. Yes. And I agree with that. And I have kind of put Kyle in the doghouse over this. Woof, woof. <laughs> and um, because I started the episode saying we were going to try to be objective. And even during the episode, he kind of went out of bounds for me. And I tried to rein him back in and say, we're supposed to be objective. And he said, no, 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 let's just talk about this. So. Hey, we got, honestly, I have to say the feedback we got from both sides of the discussion. Mm -hmm. Fantastic feedback, you guys really have no idea how awesome you are because it was the exact type feedback we want from either side of the argument it was it was awesome we got we got some articles from both sides mm -hmm. um i will say one side far outweighed the other i won't say which because we're 
Yep. Staying objective. But it was really good. It wasn't just articles. It was really well-composed thoughts. We need so much more of this in today's it time. Was. It was. It, it led to great conversations with I can't say many different, a handful of people, which we really appreciate it. So um, I don't know how I got off on this tangent. I don't know, but it's good to go. It's good to talk about being, you know, we weren't as objective as we intended to be, but it did open up some good conversation between us and our listeners, which we've been after for a long time. So So thank you all for that. Okay. Decision making process. Kepner Trigo decision making. Um, I'm going to kind of let Kyle take the reins on this one because I read through it and I was still kind of like, what are they talking about? (laughs) And he read through it without any, you know, information from me. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, this and this and this and that. And I was like, "Okay, (laughs) you're going to talk about it. So tell us about it. So uh, first, before before I get too much into this, I want to tell you something that I have done. This is where I got a little bit better context on it Um, is especially like making a daily to-do list because I talk about your daily decisions, right? What do I need to tackle today? Mm -hmm. So a process that I've used for years, and I stole this from uh, Dave Ramsey's group, you know, 10 years ago, is make a list of everything that you need to get done. Just a flat list. Don't worry about the order, the sequence, the importance, nothing. Whether it's five or 30 things. Yeah, just just list it all. all. Then you're going to go through and you're going to rank them on importance and you're going to rank them on urgency. Right. So how soon does it need to get done and how important is it? And so you can kind of put Are stuff we ranking this on a one to ten scale. One to four. OK. Yeah. Just okay. like a one to four. Right. So this is one super important. If I don't get this done, I'm going to get fired. If I don't get this done, you know, the house is going to burn down or whatever it is. Right. This is important at a one. And the four is like, yeah, whatever. Right. Um, so you rank four every... is how I feel about house cleaning every day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but it, it can't elevate itself. So you go through and rank everything on importance. Then you rank everything on urgent. So, Darcy, what do you think you should work on first? For house cleaning? No, if you're going to rank stuff on importance and urgent. Oh, um, I would say urgent. Urgent and important should be the very first oh, things. That should well, be what I you... thought it was an either-or oh, situation. No, yeah. so yes, of course. That's your meat and potatoes is urgent and important. And I think uh, it talks about it in The Seven Habits as well. That's truthfully probably where Dave Ramsey got it from. So... <laughs> You know, you work on the urgent and important first, and then you can set yourself a, a good to-do list for the day. So I'm going to work on urgent and important. Then I've got my important, but not urgent, but, you know, you kind of know if you let those uh, slide too long, it's suddenly going to become urgent, right? But, okay, so this sounds pretty involved. And this is just day-to-day stuff. This is daily. So how long, how much time are you thinking people, I, well, not thinking, right. I know you actually do this. I do. So how much time do you spend daily making your to-do list for the next day? Now that I've done it for years, I might spend five minutes on it, truthfully. Okay. So in the beginning? 30 minutes. That's still not a whole lot of time. It's not. It's okay. not. So this is a daily thing. And you outline, here's everything I got to do. And truth be told, I rewrite my list every day. So I don't, because my handwriting's messy. So sometimes, and I add stuff in the margins. Ugh, it gets all nasty. But that's a daily, that's a daily type decision process tree that not even everyone needs. I'm a little scatterbrained. My memory on all that great. It, it's just what I can do. Football kind of did 
did my uh, memory in. So I feel like daily lists are um, definitely a female thing. I feel like most women I know like to do lists because mm-hmm. it feels really good when you cross it off it does. and you get it done. Even we've got um, a new planner that's mm-hmm. online that we're using. It just doesn't feel the same clicking it and I, watching the I computer feel like cross it, it. I feel the same because it's still getting crossed okay, off. And okay. yesterday, Kyle put all these tasks under this <laughs> one bucket for me, and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so I went click, click, click and checked them all off. Um, so I don't know. Do men feel the same about crossing things off the list in general? We like getting something done. And so when you view this as a tool to accomplish a goal, that's where you get the, the buy-in. Okay. So you got to get a tool to accomplish the goal. Okay. And so you just have to sell it differently. You do. Okay. Yeah. So, because it is. It's a tool to accomplish the goal. Because, and I think uh, Matt in our last podcast talked about this, you know, don't do the wrong things right. Well, that's what decision-making stuff is all about. Oh, is, I have that blog that he okay. mentioned that we're going to talk about. So, don't waste time on the non-important, non-urgent things. Or worse, the Hankies, whole other topic. So <laughs> let me get to this. The okay. point is that we've got our daily stuff that we work so on. So there's a different process for daily decision making. This is for bigger mm-hmm. Big decisions. Okay. So tell us about it. So it starts with you have to prepare a decision statement. And I cannot tell you how much I love this, that this is how it starts. Is this includes not only the desired results, but also the action taken. So what is it we are deciding on? What is the course of action that we're going to take? That's that's the first step, is you're going to write a statement that says, this is what we have to solve, and these are the actions we want to take. So it's like Simon Sinek, start with why. Amen. And I remember when I was teaching, I think there was another book that was real popular about starting with the end in mind. That's Seven Habits. Oh, okay. That's where it comes from. Okay, so same, same ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And truthfully, I, I think uh, Simon Sinek stole it from Stephen Covey anyways. seems everything <laughs> kind of, you know, begins and ends with Stephen Covey. We are not alleging that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but I love that. The first thing you do is what is it we're trying to accomplish? Because otherwise you wind up in the, otherwise what I like to call scope creep. So you kind of start talking here and then you shift over there. And by the time you're finished, you're you're working on a totally different project than you started on. So yeah, you or make... there's a lot of good ideas tossed out, but is that really going to get us our desired result? Yep. Well, we don't know because we don't know where our desired result is. Yep, exactly. And uh, here with our, our business, with Texas Quality Insurance, we actually just created our whole other planner bucket for great ideas. You got a great idea. Dump it in there. We'll look at it at some point in the future. Right. We don't have to integrate <laughs> it today. Right. All right. So then the next step here is you have to define it at all. I just can't tell you how much I love this. So we want to define our, what they call strategic requirements. We'll just refer to them as must-haves. Our operational objectives, we'll just call them want-to-haves. And our restraints, our limits, our controls, you know. So the first thing is, again, kind of like... I would think most people consider the budget a limit. It is, yes. (laughs) So you have certain must-haves. So... Oh, we need a good example here to use for folks. I, in the back of my head is the case study we're going to be talking about probably on our next yes. week. Okay. So it will be much more applicable then. Okay. So you go through and you just te- – this is a good way to run it is go through the entire group. Maybe it's one big group meeting, maybe a little breakout sessions, depending on how big your team is, right? But you just tell them, tell me everything that you need. And then you ask them 
or tell me everything that's going to get in the way. And you asked them to, to categorize it as one of these three. This is a must-have. The project cannot continue without this. This is, I really want to have this for whatever your good reasons mm -hmm. are. Or, ooh, this is going to get in our way. Right? Okay. So I know that happened with me when I was a systems administrator. I had all these grandiose ideas of servers I could build, but there just wasn't that much money in the budget for it. Or we didn't have a server room big enough, or you name it. Or, for instance, when we look at houses because we want to move and buy land, yes. I have my must-haves that Kyle says are wants. The want-to-haves, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the limitation that I choose to totally ignore yes. as a budget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good example. Okay. So we've gone through with our team, and we've defined all of these. And we have a big list of must-have, want-to-have, and, and restraints. Then we want to rank them. Don't start with a rank, folks. Just start with the list. So then we rank them. Rank the objectives and assign relative weights. So what we want to do is we want to rank these on all of our must-haves. Okay, are we ranking all those things together? The musts, the wants, and the limits? Uh, no, what you're going to do is you're going to go through and you're going to rank um, first the must-haves. Okay, and, in their own group. In their own group and, and the want-to-haves. In its own group. Mm -hmm. Okay. And because even the must-haves, let's be honest, it's, it's not such a clear line sometimes, is it? Of, right. So you rank these. What's the absolute most important? If we don't do this, we are completely up a creek without a paddle, mm -hmm. right? Um, that paddle would be the must-have if you're on a creek. <laughs> the boat would be the next one. Okay, everything else is a want. You're swimming okay. otherwise. You can't swim very far with the paddle. I know, paddle. but what good is a paddle without the boat? I don't know. you got to have both. They're both must-haves. <laughs> okay. That's my point. They're okay. absolute must-haves. Okay. Everything else is some degree of want. Okay. Okay? So you rank these. Some might argue the paddle is a want. They're silly. But again, that's why you rank them. <laughs> that's why you put a weight aside it. Okay. It's just like a 1 to 10 weight. Then you're going to go through and... You're going to find, well, what are some solutions? You, you kind of have a brainstorming session. What are some solutions here that could help us achieve those must-haves? What are some solutions? And they're calling these alternatives here. So you go through your alternatives. Great. Well, now you can very quickly say, of these 10 different ways that we could solve this problem, four of them won't. Like, they're not going to hit the must-haves. Okay, cool. Now we're going to go through the wants, you know, the want-to-haves. You rank those because now we went from a list of 10 possible solutions to six possible solutions. Then we're going to rank our want-to-haves. Ooh, only three of these hit the majority of our want-to-haves. Cool. So we now have three possible good solutions. And we not only do we have three solutions, we have documented easy for anyone to look at. Mm -hmm. Here's all the problems that they solve. And here's the problems they don't solve. Great. Then what we want to do is we're going to take that now little sub list of three good solutions and we're going to start looking at these uh, negative features, these requirements, these adverse effects. And then we're going to see, okay, well, with everyone, do the repeat for each of these alternative solutions, what are the bad things that can happen? What's the negative impacts mm -hmm. that this could have, right? Um, you know, probably not a whole lot of computer geeks around here. So, again, kind of going back to my uh, old IT experience, we, we had a problem with uh, cameras. Mm -hmm. So we needed to get a license plate camera. Had a lot of high-dollar equipment. We really wanted to know who was coming in and out. And just a little 
food for thought. For folks that don't know it, if you're driving around at night, um, we, we can't see anything because it's dark, right? That, that's not a no-brainer. But people know that you have infrared cameras and, and heat-sensitive cameras, and so they can see stuff at dark just fine and dandy, except your license plate. Your license plate just comes up as a bright white rectangle. Mm-hmm. We can't read anything on it. So they sell these license plate recorders. And these license plate recorders will, they've got some really fancy software that uh, can actually etch out the numbers on that license plate. Mm -hmm. And even the really cool ones will convert it straight to text for you. Mm. Um, So again, these are a couple of different solutions out there. Mm -hmm. That last one, they converted it to text out of the budget. Oh. Yeah. Um, But then they consider the time that people would spend converting it to text and what that was going to cost them. uh, We only needed it if something bad happened. Okay. So So it wasn't going to be that often. It was a want to have, but it was really, see if we ranked it, it's like really low Mm -hmm. on that priority. Um, But there were a lot of factors that went into it, like how close the license plate recorder was to the street, how high up it was, if someone could just walk up and chop the cable with a hatchet and then drive through and do dumb Mm -hmm. stuff. There's all sorts of stuff to consider. Um, And some of those were some of the negative effects. One of the negative effects is I wanted to put up a brand new metal pole. And I wanted to put this brand new metal pole because... You have to get a certain angle and a certain distance. Otherwise, it just the recorder can't do its job. Okay. And they did not want to put up the metal pole. And the reason they didn't want to put the metal pole is because it was going to be ugly. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. These people own the property. If they want it to be pretty, they, they can let it be pretty. Um, and so we should have done a little more analysis once he said no to putting up the pole. Because it was our assumption that we could still make it work we assumed wrong and it wound up being like three months of god only knows how many times i climbed up that telephone pole trying to get that stinking license plate <laughs> recorder to work you may or may not remember but i'd drive out there to uh the shop just to drive in front of the camera and see if it got my license plate drive in front see if it got my license plate did that for months had we gone through and properly thought about the negative ramifications Mm -hmm. of every alternative not just the positives we would have done a heck of a lot better yeah but we didn't consider those negative so this was kyle's favorite part when he looked over this oh gosh he was kind of summarizing it out loud and he said oh and then you take (laughs) all your possible solutions and consider the negative adverse Mm -hmm. effects that might happen yeah and then say, are we willing to deal with those adverse effects? Yep. So, um, yeah, that was a pretty good little summary. And um, I, you will post the link to mm-hmm. this yeah. on the show notes yep. I'll for put everyone. a link up there. But it's, it's just it's such a, a, a straightforward process of you just identify all the things that you want or have to have for the project and all the restraints. And then you just go through layer by layer by layer. And chop away at possible solutions until you're left with two or three good solutions and you know all the good that can come from it and you know all the bad. And then you as a good manager have to weigh it. So this particular link closes with the pros and the cons. And I think we know the pros. It really considers all things mm-hmm. and helps you to make the decision. Um, and the one con is that it's offered as an unbiased matrix. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not no because you have to wait 
mm-hmm. um, the solutions, the wants, the must-haves. Yep. You have to rank those. Right. So there's always going to be some bias in there. We just have to throw that out there. And I know there's lots of decision-making matrices mm-hmm. and processes mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is just one that's going to be mentioned in an upcoming case study. And since Kyle had never heard of it, I yeah. thought we'd no, throw I it out it. there. I, I absolutely and, love uh, it. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, guys, this is Darcy with Quality Matters. We really appreciate you listening. And if you enjoy it, we invite you to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Subscribe, comment, leave us a review. We're happy to hear from you.